Um, well, it was a privilege last time to be with you. It's a privilege again to be with you this weekend. Really look forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, she planned to come as well, both of us, but with the busyness of traveling, much next weekend, we are in Crawley and we've been in Berlin and done all sorts. But um, she had to make some choices. So hopefully next time she'll be, if I'm ever invited back, <laughs> <laughs> she'll be here. Um, I must say that I find the subject uh, of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, one of the, the most uh, exciting ones, but at the same time, uh, very, and not an easy one, in the sense of it's totally out of everyone's hands. <laughs> you know, you can talk about it, teach about it, but it, it's the spirit who does it. And so where you are not in control, I'm not in control. I hope to share a few things and hopefully I'm trusting that God's spirit will lead us and help us. Um, and, um, you know, and I just look around, I think most of you had probably more teaching on the Holy Spirit than I've had. Um, um, in this nation, I think more than in any other nation. Um, I was 19 when I, for, for the first time, was introduced that there was such a thing as the Holy Spirit. And not a thing, but such a person as the Holy Spirit. Um, so it has been a journey, and it still is a journey for me. So, um, and I hope you're on a journey with the Holy Spirit as well. So I, uh, God brought me to scripture. I read that out uh, last night with the youth, but I'm reading it in a different uh, setting today and probably add a few things to it um, as well. Um, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 15 uh, is what God put on my heart to uh, talk about with you in this session. And then we'll uh, talk about another part of scripture in the next session, which has to do with the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, this one is a bit about the work of the Spirit or the person of the Holy Spirit and his main aim. It says, among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it's not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and a hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. As we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truth to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are a folly to him. And he is not able to understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself not to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord, so as to instruct him? 
but we have the mind of Christ. Uh, so, like I said in this first session, uh, we'll look at a key aspect of the work of the Spirit. And the, plan, uh, the, the planning, really, the purpose for this session. And the next one is to explain a little bit about the Holy Spirit, what, who He is, what He does. But it's our desire, I think, all of us, um, at least what I heard from the elders as well, that apart from understanding, we will also experience the Holy Spirit. Um, and some of you, maybe for the first time, others for you, you have experienced baptism in the Holy Spirit before being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, but tomorrow I'm be talking, I will be talking about Acts 4, where it says that uh, although the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, when they were threatened by the Pharisees and others to not speak about the name again, they prayed. And as they were praying, it says the place was shaken. So I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. And then it says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You think, well, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They didn't even ask for it. It happened uh, <laughs> because they were praying for the church to move, for the mission to take place. And the Spirit decided, well, then you need me. So that's what happened. Um, and I think uh, also scripture, wonderful scripture was just read out from Psalm 42 about us having a thirst. Um, so I think... It's more to do about thirst than about explanation. Yeah, I hope that is clear. I hope that I can explain everything and still if there's no thirst, we're not gonna receive anything. Um, I found in my life that most of the things happened in my life because I was thirsty. And what I miss at times that is that I am thirsty. So I must confess to you that I'm not always thirsty enough. And uh, sometimes I wondered, how do you get thirsty? How do you get things? People say, you need to be hungry. I said, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I normally know from my body when I'm hungry, most of the time, by the way. Um, uh, but it's, uh, so we will we'll do some explanation, explaining, but I hope there's a desire in us to receive. So if you have a thirst, it will help you today uh, with this, I think, valuable and very important uh, aspect and subject. So. Paul, in this passage, uh, introduces two major aspects uh, to the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit. And the first one, in the first five verses, it's about trusting in the power of the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is not a force, uh, but a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. And in my early years, he was more explained as a power, as a something happening to you rather than a person. So I never prayed to the Holy Spirit. I prayed to Father, please Father, help us with the Holy Spirit, rather than pray to the Holy Spirit, say, thank you Holy Spirit. There's a difference in that. So there's a difference in the way that we address and are opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. So he is not a force, but he can give you a force. He can give you power. And I have experienced that over here. Sometimes a real power, power to stand where you couldn't stand yourself, and, and other things. But the second part, which is what we are majoring on today, is to receive a deeper and greater wisdom by the Spirit. And that's not knowledge, I'm going to explain that, but I think if there's one thing that the, the Spirit wants to do, it's not just to get the vice, 
First they get wisdom. And I think when we're on a mission, we need wisdom. We need the power of God, but we need also wisdom how to address people and help people. And so, um, in verse 6, he says, I speak a message of wisdom among the mature. Another translation says, among the perfect. But the chapter earlier, he said, God has chosen the lowly and despised things of this world. And by the way, he's talking about us. Um, that's you and me. So we're very, in that sense, we're lowly, despised. So here we have this perfect and mature, and then he's addressing us, saying, you are lowly and despised. And then a few verses later, he says, I came, I myself, Paul says, I came to you in weakness and fear and much trembling. So the perfect and mature is not so much in us. Uh, so if I'm not standing here being very perfect and mature in that sense. It doesn't work that way. But it is, I think uh, Paul is speaking and the Holy Spirit is speaking about everyone who is totally dependent on the Holy Spirit for strength in their lives, they are perfect. So if I'm totally dependent on the Holy Spirit, that makes me mature. Those that welcome the Holy Spirit are the mature people. So it's not maturity in me, but maturity makes the way that I say to God, I cannot do this, Lord. I need you. That makes me mature. So maturity from God's perspective is not we growing as a person becoming strong. No, we're becoming more dependent rather than, deep, uh, than independent. So, uh, so mature is not like old cheese. You know, it's not because you're older you're becoming more mature. No, if you're more dependent, you are more mature. That's why Jesus says it's for the little children. Why? Because they are dependent on the parents. So Jesus is focusing to those that depend more. It's like, like basically saying little children are maturer than most of you. That's basically what he said. So verse 11 says the Holy Spirit and the secret wisdom. John Piper says this about it. Every Christian should be an amateur amateur philosopher, as the word philosophy means love of wisdom. You and I should have a little bit of love for wisdom. Uh, we should be lovers and seekers of wisdom. Not the wisdom of the world, but the wisdom by the Holy Spirit. And Paul speaks about a mystery. Well, that's not like a kind of uh, board game, you know. You have that clay, 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 Who's done it? You know, it's, uh, it's the man with the dagger in the living room. That's not the mystery. We're not talking about the mystery, but it's something that is not known before and now being revealed. And Jesus uses uh, parables, and some people think he's using parables to explain what it's all about. But it's surprising that many times after Jesus uses a parable. The disciples are just quieted for a while, and then everyone is gone. Said, "What was this all about, Jesus? Can <laughs> <laughs> you explain this?" So it says that the disciples came to him and said, "Please explain this to parable." And, and Jesus gives in Matthew 13, verse 13, the reason for using the parables. He says, "Though seeing, they do not see; though hearing, they do not hear or understand." So what he's saying is, the eye gate doesn't do it for you. 
So it's not what comes in my into my eye and I, I see it. I cannot see God. Neither can I see the Holy Spirit. But what the Holy Spirit does is that in me can help me to see God in the things that I see. That's the difference. So what the Holy Spirit does, he will bring to the surface, we'll come to that later, but the deep things of God he brings to the surface so I can see by being sensitive in the spirit what God is saying to his church or to me individual or for another person. So the eye gate doesn't do it, neither the ear gate does it. My ears are of no use if I'm not sensitive to the spirit. There's something that needs to happen with my ears to understand and hear. You know, most of the time, or not most of them, but I do that regularly, is um, when I ask the Holy Spirit, I, I will just be open and say, I breathe you in, Holy Spirit. I breathe you in to touch my life, and I breathe you in to, so that my fingers will, will, will be used, my hands will be used. I breathe you in, Holy Spirit, so my eyes will see what God is doing. And so it's, it's, I need to be more aware, but the Holy Spirit wants to bring that to the surface. And someone said this, it is hidden before it's brought forward. And when it's brought forward, it still remains hidden to those that are imperfect. We need something else, or better, we need someone else to help us with this. Verse six says that for us, to just walk around only using the wisdom of his age, it leads to nothingness. It will in the end prove to be very empty. And I found that at times, that I am just repeating what other people are saying, because I've got no revelation myself. There's nothing there. And I must say, I must confess that, that's maybe some part of my life, that I've copied others because there was nothing inside, there was no revelation. So I lived off the good of that other people had seen. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just that God wants to inspire all of us by His Spirit to live by the Spirit. And Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables, it says. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So the use of parables is not for God to explain the mystery of, and the wisdom, but it's his way of wetting our appetite. So parables is to wet your appetite to get. Uh, so it's showing you and me that there is so much more to know and to understand. And, and we cannot discover it by human intellect. But once it has come to the surface, we might see it. So what the Spirit does, he dives deep into God and then brings out what is from God for us, his plans and purpose. And we see it, and then it connects. So the gift, God is inviting us to get closer and to ask for the Holy Spirit. Not to try to be more clever than other people are, but to get thirsty, to look for more. So the word mystery here in 1 Corinthians 2 is the word that is used for an unopened mouth. So in other words, we cannot put words to it. We are not able to make sense of what we are seeing or of what is happening. If I at times look at what, the, what is happening in the world or even in the church or with people, 
If I have no revelation, it's like having an unopened mouth. I cannot express what I'm seeing. And what the Spirit wants to do is to put that into words to help us understand. He dives deep into what uh, comes out um, and then brings it to the surface. And what then happens as soon as I see it is the aha moments. He go, ah, now I know. <laughs> Haven't you had that? that uh, suddenly you see it. It's even the work of the Spirit to read the Bible, you say, wow, I see it now. And so it's digging deeper. It's not us doing the diving, but the Holy Spirit doing the diving. So the only thing we need to do is to closely look at what comes to the surface. So it means that I need to be sensitive. Those that are led by the Spirit are sons of God. So it's almost the opposite from what we read in 1 Peter 1. It says in verse 11, it talks about the salvation of our souls. It says, concerning this salvation, the prophet who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ within them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. So what we read here is that the prophets were doing the searching. They were searching within them and within the spirit within them. And they were trying to understand. But for us, now having received the glory of Jesus, seen the glory of Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, we have the possibility with the gift of the spirit that is available to us that now the spirit is doing the searching. He is doing the digging. He is diving in deep. And the only thing he asks is to become sensitive. That's why you and me need the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you have ever done that, but when I was younger, that's a long, long time ago, um, <laughs> we did games in the swimming pool. So we would drop coins in there or whatever in there, and we would dive. And the one who would first bring it to the surface, he won. Or it was something that we just, if it was mud, muddy water, just put like a little small ball on the top and the one who would first see it come to the surface that's the one who will but it's a bit like this the Holy Spirit dives into the depths of God so what he brings out to the surface is what God's plans are for your life and I found at times when I wasn't sure about what God wanted me to do that through the Holy Spirit God brought to the surface this is my plan for you know, you sometimes wonder, why is that people suddenly see it? Or they, you know, I, was, I explained yesterday to the, the young people, when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, uh, I remember one of our first, my first prayers was, God, what do you want me to do? And at that time, I was a very, I still am, but I was a very shy person, and I could not, I stuttered, I could not do much. And, I would certainly not dream to ever stand up in front of people and say something. So even if I would, with one person I was okay, but if there were three or four people, I would find it difficult even to talk. I'd be very shy, blushing. So I remember one evening, or one afternoon, end of the afternoon, praying. I said, God, what do you want me to do? And the Holy Spirit brought to me, and he said, I want you to preach the word. So I went to downstairs, so excited, said to me, God wants to, Jesus wants me to preach the word. And she said, 
um, even when you feel a little bit dry. Yesterday I brought a, um, a chamois with me, the chamois leather, the chamois. And in a dry up form, it just sticks to that form and it's not really of great use. Uh, it's only of good use if it's really soaked wet and then you can, then it's effective. Um, and at times I've felt a little bit like a dry shell in my life. Um, and I think the Christian without the Holy Spirit, we were all say, let's say it this way, it's a bit of a, we're all a chamois, you know? We're all chamois. <laughs> um, but the, the person who doesn't have the Holy Spirit is still a chamois. It doesn't upgrade or downgrade you from being a Christian who is either spirit-filled or non-spirit-filled. Sometimes you think, if you're non-spirit-filled, you're second-rate. You're not. Uh, the other way around, if you're filled with the Spirit, you're not better than the one who isn't. So it's not about, you know, it's not upgrading you. Uh, but it's becoming more effective in your life. And I found that in the dry form, um, you're a bit stuck at times. I find if the Holy Spirit doesn't work in my life, I'm a bit stuck with the same things all over again, all the time. I'm not as effective. And the invitation that Jesus gave when he had this crowd at this wonderful day, this celebration day, this festival, he said, come to me and ring. When Peter stands in front of the crowd at Pentecost, they are Pentecost, he said, come and ring, basically, that's what he said. And uh, Paul did that when he, so every one of these had come to Jesus and drink. So the invitation, even for today, is to get soaking wet. That's it. I can't express it any other way. It's about us being filled again. And to be honest, I do need that every day. I can't think of a moment where I did not go any invite. I need this. I need to be um, to change. Um, let me read this from a newsletter I received, I think, three, four months ago, on um, the work in Italy and uh, people of New Frontiers being connected with it. <coughs> and um, this is from one of the people we are in contact with. Uh, she's a teacher at the university in Italy and sometimes only has one opportunity to share the gospel with someone and probably never see them again. She so sees the importance of seeing these dear people filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what she said. She says, when someone undergoes the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how long is that person going to be able to keep God in a box? I have to believe and trust that those dear folk I know who now have the Holy Spirit in them will hear when God himself promised their hearts to cease praying to Mary, to believe for healing, to walk in freedom, to experience real freedom from religion and guilt, and to live a life of effective prayer. And I thought, what a wonderful summary of the work of the Holy Spirit. She says, I only have one opportunity. I might never see them back again. But if they know Jesus and they are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, if I then have to leave them to themselves, we have more chance to see them going on with God than if they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. 
it, and I, it's so vital, and she expressed it in a way I've never been able to express it. A wonderful summary. So this constant teacher and instructor is within us. And, and yesterday, and I'm not sure if I used that illustration the other time when I was with you, but um, it's about uh, those of you that haven't heard of it, it's about uh, many years ago, I think it's the best illustration I can find on the work of the Holy Spirit inside us, is uh, many years ago we were in the south of France as a family, and our kids were very young. We had them, uh, 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 we've got four kids and three girls and a boy, and I never, I've never fished with them. But we're in this uh, church in the south of France, and they had a trout farm. And so they invited our children uh, to go and catch some trout for us to put on the barbecue when we got home. So I thought that was a great idea. I love stuff on the barbecue, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were fishing. So we had this, the kids in line with the rod, and very easy on a trout farm to fish. Because there's <laughs> thousands of them that just almost get out of the water themselves, did you ever? No, four fish were there, just doing what they do when they're on dry land. And um, so this guy from this uh, trout farm said, uh, I looked at him and said, uh, what do we do with these? He said, uh, you kill them. Uh, kids looked at me and said, you're not going to do that, daddy, are you? <laughs> <coughs> so I looked at them, I looked at the fish, and I looked at the guy and said, can you do that? And so he gave them a good bash with a baton, and the things were flat, done, killed. So I looked at the dead fish, the kids looked at the dead fish. So I said, what do I do next? He said, you open them up and clean them up. So the kids looked at me, and I looked at the guy and said, well, you do it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So he then, so I went with him at the back, and. He just had a knife, a sharp knife, and opened up the belly of the fish and then took all the stuff out. And then there was still this little muscle heart pumping. Still. And he said, isn't that amazing? He said, that's the only muscle that doesn't need any impulse from the outside. Because the impulse is on the inside. And I thought, that's amazing, isn't it? And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. Is no longer the impulses you need on the outside to keep you focused or to keep you happy or to keep you in line. You've got something on the inside. The impulses in our lives should come from and by the Holy Spirit. And he's there as a constant instructor and helper and teacher. That's why I cannot understand people not desperate enough for more of the Holy Spirit because that's what we do need. And uh, so we said it starts with us being thirsty and for you to want it. And uh, I'd love us, could we stand up, please? It'll be. And, uh, let me ask you a few questions. Um, I don't know how to do this because I think it'd be good to just pray for one another. If that's okay, I'm just looking at at you and I think it'd be wonderful to pray for one another. Uh, rather, but I think it'd be good to let us know, yourself know, that you are wanting more of the Spirit. I do believe it's still a decision. Still, you know, it's a bit like uh, 
if you don't want a gift, then you keep your arms away. You know? But, um, but I, I was thinking, you might feel you are missing some of this in your life. Maybe it might be what you are asking of God, what is next, Lord? What am I missing? What is needed? What direction? It might be for that that you need more of the Spirit of God. And, and maybe in your life you've run a bit dry, like of this, like this chamois. You're a bit stuck in a particular form or way of doing things. Um, not a lot of things are happening. Um, you know, you're a Christian, but you could do with a bit more joy, a bit more excitement. Um, what Jesus did is he invited this crowd uh, uh, and said, whoever is thirsty, let him come and drink. If you believe in me, like the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow from within you. So it has to do with coming to Jesus. It has to do with thirst. It has to do with faith. You can never do it without faith because it's not down to cleverness or it's down to believing that if you ask of Jesus, he will give you what you've asked of him. So if you are, you know, if you want that, it would be wonderful, all of you got an opportunity, even if you're in the back row, to take a small step forward. <laughs> so. I, and it's not to me, but I think it'd be good to you for you to just step forward to say, I'm coming to Jesus, because I need more of this. And if you're taking that step, then after that, I'd love you to just raise your hand and then turn to a person next to you. And let's pray for one another. For, um, and if you're not confident enough to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or for a fresh number, I'd love to, and others would love to help you pray together. So if you've prayed with one another, you feel others could be good to pray for, let's be open. Uh, but let's believe that when we pray, that you will receive more of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, there's one thing I'm absolutely convinced of, God wants to give it. Every time you come, he wants to give more. And um, so I'm, not a, I'm in no doubt that uh, we can't all receive more of the Holy Spirit. And if you've never had an experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're in for a great time as well. Mm -hmm. So, can I just invite you, if you want to come to Jesus, take a step, and then we're gonna pray for one another. So if you've take a, taken a step, just raise your hand, and then 